Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Chokes and Hugs podcast. My name is Lee. If you're listening, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is episode two. I'm still a little nervous, so bear with me. I'm doing my best. I got two mics today. I got one right here and one here. I've been studying how to use them correctly so I don't not sound like I'm doing anything when I'm talking here on my podcast. So uh, let's kick it off. So today I want to start by just thanking everyone who's listening for being here um, and for caring about the process that I'm going through with this podcast. I have had some good reviews so far, some great feedback, and uh, I greatly appreciate that. Um, it's been a hard road, and I know it sounds silly because it's still a new podcast, but um, there's a lot behind it. I was hanging out with a good friend of mine I grew up with the other night, and um, his name's Pat, and he was talking to me about how much must be behind doing the podcast. And he's actually the first person to really say to me, that's going to be tough, huh? Because it looks like I'm just talking to a microphone right now, and that's really good, and that's awesome and all, but there's so much more that goes behind it. There's editing, there's YouTube, there's getting the right channels to put your this podcast on Apple, to put this podcast on Spotify, which I'm actually still working on. As you all know, this is mainly on YouTube. I think we're at 160 views for this first podcast. This is episode two, and that's not terrible. It could be better. I hope for better. Um, the more guests I have coming on in the future, I'm sure that'll be play a big factor into getting more views and getting this message out there, which basically the message of this podcast, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu mainly, but you can call it whatever you want, submission grappling, catch wrestling, I don't care. Um, no one really does. If you do, you've got other things to worry about. Um, and I'd say um, uh, just in general, uh, you know, it's about jujitsu, mental health, and comedy. It's supposed to be funny. This is supposed to provide some comic relief. I think sometimes my friends, and I hope they don't, take me too seriously with things I say, because um, I can be a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I'll say some wacky stuff to your face and look at you and check if you're going to believe me or not, or see if you'll even look into it. Um, but not that that matters. So I have some notes today. I actually have written out notes and have a, you know, a basis for this today's podcast and this guideline, just so I have talking points. So first I want to talk about jiu-jitsu, my favorite current submissions. And uh, let me disclose before I say what they are, that I like these submissions because they work literally head to toe and that's where they both start. And on a bigger person, uh, it, when you're, I'm a smaller guy, I'm 5'9", about 155 pounds right now. I'm bulking to 180, but we're still on that road, so I'm not heavy yet. And my pinning power is not great. Uh, I can get bumped off easily by heavier, stronger opponents. And uh, so my first first submission I love to talk about is the guillotine. I love guillotines. Almost every variation, arm in, arm out, 10 finger, you know, get that chin strap, hold it tight. And you can make most people tap if their egos aren't in the way. Some people hold them in a guillotine and just because the cloth around their belt waist a little bit better, they don't want to tap. And they'll say things like, I was working my escape. No, you almost passed out. And that's okay. I'm just saying. Um Guillotines are great because it's a way to finish from the top side and it's a great way to deal with a, an overzealous wrestler you may be, may be doing a match with, or it's also a great way to just, you know, finish. It's one of Henzo's top finishes and one of the thing, top things he teaches in the academy. Same as Paul, he teaches the, the, the guillotine to us year in, year out, and it's such a useful thing to have in the toolbox. Secondly is one of my personal favorites that is super underrated, I believe. Um, it's straight ankle lock. People mock the straight ankle lock all the time. Uh, you know, they say it in, in upcoming promotion shows, oh, strength locks, you know, they're not dangerous. They're only this. Dude, 
if I get your ankle and I go belly down and snap your foot off of your bottom of your, of your leg, you are going to tap. Or I can let go then and attack somewhere else because there's guaranteed no way you're going to keep, you can stand up now. And now the top game's mine. So understand, strangle locks are dangerous and they're worth tapping because put it this way, your ego and your pride will never be worth the deductible that surgery is going to cost you after someone breaks your leg. And that's just too bad. You know, I don't really know. Sorry, just this chair, guys. Um, I don't really know why they're necessarily so underrated. Uh, I get called them all the time still. And I catch people with them all the time still. So I don't know. So if not ankle lock, I love toe holds. Because people will look at you in the face and act like it doesn't hurt. It's not dangerous until you hear pop, pop, pop. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man. Yeah, those things are dangerous. Like, jiu-jitsu is a game, yes. But it's a high stakes game where a lot of us have to go to work tomorrow and walk and use our limbs for things. A lot of us don't use our mind for work. We're not mostly sitting on computers typing, which is cool if you are, but most jiu-jitsu people are not doing that. Uh, the reason I'm a fan of guillotines and toe holds, big thing, and tranquil locks, all three are legal. Gi, no gi, whatever you're doing. And that's great because I love how People enter certain tournaments and things like that and competitions or even in-house in, in competitions and be like, oh, he can't, no reaping. Dude, can you imagine being on top of someone in a street fight they're about to beat your face in and they go, oh, no reaping and you just get hammer fisted in the face? Do you? Oh, stop. Like, enter tournaments where the rules don't necessarily apply. The rules, the rules that keep people safe. Um, I think all tournaments should have um, all jujitsu all jujitsu submission tournaments should be either EBI rules based should be ADCC rules based. And that's pretty much it. I mean, the rest of it is just to see you can get a medal. I mean, and that's not worth anything. Oh, important reminder for everyone in the jiu-jitsu community who doesn't remember and may have forgotten at this point, Jeffrey did not off himself in that prison cell and moving along. Now, we're going to discuss common misconception in the self-defense community, situational awareness and where it applies. So this is just being fair. Be careful with your ego in a martial arts room, particularly a, a Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu room, because if you say things like, oh, I'm this much better, it shows that you think no one's ever going to pass you. I don't want to bring up people in the sport, but there's people in the sport who've been here 10 to 15 years People went in 30 years getting embarrassed by people half the time in the sport because they put more dedication, more pride, more emphasis on what they're doing. They're also not just trying to be a Ronin samurai and market their business, which is great, and that's awesome. But people, you can't fool people. People can tell if you care. And if you don't care, you can open all the jiu-jitsu gyms in the world, and it's not going to matter because they will close down because you're there to learn how to be giving and caring, giving back, and living because they the Japanese word for flow, flow state. If you're not doing that... I don't think it's going to last that long. Anyway, I'd like to discuss some upcoming guests that have been getting on to me. Not on to me. They haven't been getting on to me. That's not fair. They've been asking me politely when the podcast is going to start for them to be on. Well, I got to get some things first. I need another podcast chair. I need another mic like this one. Um, and just need the time. We have the time. Um, guest number one is probably going to be Josh Wilkerson. Josh is a certified personal trainer, an excellent one at that. 
He runs uh, personal sessions, boot camp sessions, and this man is an absolute machine. I've been friends with Josh for about four years. We both met as white belts at Creighton MMA in Swanee, and we've been friends ever since. The dude's a rock star. Second guest is going to most likely be James Baldwin, an awesome friend of mine from jiu-jitsu as well. The dude is hardcore, a massive fan of hardcore rock, a massive fan of jiu-jitsu. This is, he's a frequent training partner in the gym. He is there all the time, and the whole team knows him and respects him. And third, well, we're going to have Will or Bill Clark first. Not sure. Uh, I grew up with Bill. Uh, Bill has you know been around my life since I was literally six years old in you know taekwondo and karate over in Cumming, Georgia. We had the same sensei in that. Uh, big shout out to him. That's that's some dedication that people have long forgotten because now most days, karate and taekwondo studios are made fun of for the fact they have became belt factories. Uh, and it's sad, but I guess, you know, people got to pay the rent. But sadly, wish you could do it with your skills. Not sure, you know, marketing how you're going to give our new belt next week. Oh, this is some apple juice, by the way, guys. This is not a beer. It's just an apple juice. Organic. Martinelli's. Um, Will Clark is Bill's son. I'm a big fan of Will as well. Will is, I believe, 17 or 18, and he is a beast. The dude is a great jiu-jitsu player, a great friend, a great person, great for the community, and I'm honored to know him and know that family. That whole family is incredible. So next, I wanted to uh, so more or less discuss the uh, state of mental health in our country. Um, I'm outside a lot. I go to the gym. I go to jiu-jitsu. I go to the grocery store. Um, you know, I go places interact with a lot of people. Right now, our mental health is, without saying, super poor and needs a vast improvement. Um, you know, everywhere I go, people are frustrated, they're sad, they're angry, and they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to, which, let me tell you right now, that is completely false. Uh, in jiu-jitsu especially, we always have friends and we're here for each other all the time, and uh, that's vastly important, uh, you know, because... We live day to day. Human beings like to have six month plans, one year plans, two year plans, five year plans. I'm careful not to do that too often. I have my goals, I have my smart goals, which are laid out. But uh, at the same time, if something goes awry during those goals, I'm not going to get mad at God, Allah, Buddha, whoever the spiritual creator you trust in it is, because that won't help me. That'll put me in frustration. Frustration leads me to anger, anger leads me to hate. Hate leads me to the dark side. I know it sounds cliche, but at the same time, you got to make daily small efforts to be the best person you can be and just be nice to people. If you've made a mistake, <sighs> apologies are the most important thing. You got to say you're sorry. You got to be sincere when you say you're sorry. And when you do say you're sorry to people, understand they may not accept it. And that's okay. You didn't say sorry for them necessarily. You didn't say sorry for you because maybe you acted in a way around that person that wasn't your best self. And we're all human, that happens. But the best thing you can do to facilitate a relationship, especially with someone you have to be around a lot of the time, if people you have to be around, you have bad relationships with, you're being cold to, the community feels that. They are not stupid. So it'd be a good idea to maybe brighten it up a little bit and be that ray of sunshine you want to be. Because being sunshine to only those you want to be sunshine to and a jerk or cold to everyone else that um, wants to care about you will not further your state of being. I just, that's from experience. Uh, yeah. Also, one of the bases of this podcast for mental health is to really help raise awareness for people who need someone someone to talk to. Uh, This channel I've created is going to be big for just giving your feedback, giving your input, um, dropping me a comment, letting me know that um, you're struggling like we all are. And um, 
you know, that you have a friend in us and that if you need someone to roll with, come to Jiu-Jitsu, Creighton Mixed Martial Arts, 460 Brogdon Road, Suwannee, Georgia, and we'll have a good time. And I promise you, you will learn something. You'll grow lifetime friends. You know, it's going to be tough. It's a tough road. I have friends all the time say things to me like, man, you know, I, I might go train somewhere else. And I look them right in the face and I'm like, if you want to go to a belt factory, go ahead. Yeah, that usually gets most people to stay. And people will say things like, oh, you know, it's a far drive, this, that, and the other. And I'll look up where else they're training and they're literally three miles away, four miles away, five miles away. It wasn't the drive. Things got hard. People wouldn't cater to the fact that you wanted personal coaching when you went to a fully crowded jujitsu room where there is an instructor with 35 people in that room he has to instruct. This is like group fitness. He's not there to give you a personal training session to make your you know, Uchimata or your Sotogari better. That's on you. That's on you to get, get the move, write it down, take notes, go back to your notes, practice those stances, practice those moves, practice those submissions, even when no one's there. That's the best way to get better. Way to not get better is to try to go to another academy and get handed a belt because you wanted to go hang out for six months to a year there. That is not it. That's not it. Um, the biggest thing I can say about Creighton MMA is the fact that it is the most legit mixed martial arts jujitsu gym in the Southeast of America. And I've been in the others that can compare. I mean, this place is leaps and bounds ahead. Uh, at the end of the day, they have the highest level of knowledge. They have the highest level of attrition. Uh, people come out of there with the best submission rate, with the best technical jujitsu. And that's what I'm here for. Um, by the way, if you're listening, I greatly appreciate it. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave, just give me likes, subscribe. If you, if you think it's a great podcast, I've gained, gained um, seven subscribers since the last podcast and comments. The last thing on the last podcast, I still see you can't leave comments. I'm not sure why, but on this podcast, I will make sure that you see the comments. Also, if you don't know how to follow me, you're not already following me. If you're listening to this, you probably are currently. You can follow me on Instagram at Lee Owen B submits. Um, on Facebook, uh, just type my name in Lee Owen B. I should come up. Do um, for Georgia Sugar Hill? You can follow me on Twitter as well. And for Twitter, and for Twitter, let's see what my Twitter is. Yeah, my Twitter is Lee Owen B submits as well. Again, also follow me on OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have pretty feet or hands or anything else. So I'm here trying to make the world a better place the right way. I'm just kidding. I don't know what that even means. But um, uh, also, to help this thing grow, the biggest thing you can do is share it. I mean, I could say you could donate. You know, I can put my Venmo and things like that down in the lower comments, but that will not help what I'm going for. And you know, it won't help us grow like we should. Let's see if we got any out feedback. Nope. So I put comments up on my Instagram for people to answer questions. And uh, it, <laughs> my buddy Brick just put LFG, let's effing go, which I appreciate Brick. Um, well, it's not a question, but means a lot. And also my buddy Brick's in broadcasting. So when he, when he texts me today saying things like, yo, um, when's the next episode coming out? If I even asked my other friends and you guys are more than enough to be answering the questions, but I didn't. So I'm a little embarrassed. Um, question number one comes from my boy, Josh Wilkinson, who will be the first, first guest. Josh said, when do you think we'll see BJJ on ESPN? Uh, a lot of factors there, Josh. Um, BJJ on ESPN. 
man, right now we're still getting trouble getting Olympics in ESPN. I mean, so um, it's going to take a little while, but with the help of Dana White and maybe maybe Dana talks to Chachri over at one championship in Singapore, if they get together and link up, um, they can possibly get Jitsu on big level like WNO tournaments when Flow Grappling partners with ESPN maybe. I give it maybe a year and a half, but right now, you know, the UFC is so big, they're getting these bigger cards. Same with one championship. One championship's putting it on Amazon Prime, which if you haven't, if you don't know this, if you if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get free access to Chachu Sitsarong's one championship events for free whenever they drop. It's no pay per view, nothing like that. It's just free on Amazon Prime if you're a subscriber. It's a great way to grow the sport, great way to grow the art. Um, I think it's absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah. So that's that's that question, Josh. I think it's about a year and a half out, maybe two. Uh, so we'll be probably be purple belts by then, brother. Probably. I'm not going to put that, that in the air or anything like that. Just a three-stripe blue belt right now. All right, so that's the first question. I appreciate being asked a question. That means a freaking lot to me because I figured y'all would just look at it and not say anything. And, you know, it, it's a shy thing. I'm talking to a microphone right now, and it's just me. I'm just hanging out. There's nobody else around. Um, oh, hey, Bert. Ask me a question, bro. I see you liking my story but not asking me questions. I'm here to answer them, dude. I know you're a jiu-jitsu black belt, and I might be a little silly with what I say, but I'm here for it, dude. I promise. So just to fill everyone in on my life, um, been working on this channel, uh, just selling on OfferUp, selling on eBay, keeping an e-commerce store open, uh, going to jiu-jitsu four days a week. I've been going to the gym four to five days a week, uh, trying to keep healthy splits on my body, trying to steadily gain weight. Again, I was saying my goal for weight gain is 185 pounds. And that's what I meant. Um, that's really what my goal is. And people who know me, you're 185 and are like, holy shit, bro, you'd be huge. Yeah, but I've been 185 before and uh, it's a pretty good look for me. So, you know, I'm going to go back to that. And if anyone's wondering, what's Lee at 185 look like? Well, here is me at 185. Um, not huge, but I mean, big enough. That is roughly, I believe, nine years ago. Um, a lot of work put in there, but we're getting back to it and the lifts are getting better than they've ever been. Um, a little older now, so, uh, <laughs> things I feel a little bit more, but I am blessed. I still feel them. That means a lot to me because it means I can still go. I still do what I need to do. I made a post today on Facebook that I like to read. Um, and some of you might not agree with this, but, um, I do because I have a family full of addicts and it means a lot that I'm about, what I'm about to say. It's not going to be popular. I never tried to be popular. I tried to be me. Um, so on my post today, I said in recovery, a huge first step is going to those and apologizing for damage you caused. Whether it was your family, friends, loved ones, coworkers, acquaintances, the first step is apologizing to them. Not for them, but for you. However, those silent observers may not say it. Just because the system has let you out, you haven't tricked the system. That's why the apologies go to the humans first. P.S. Just so people know, because it sounds like I'm being a little judgmental here. I'm not trying to be. I've never been an addict, but I've had plenty of friends, former coworkers, loved ones um, apologize later for all the pain they caused. And the real reward is seeing them heal once they do it. Um, I hope everyone has a happy Monday. And that's what the post says, but I mean that when I say I've seen people get healed. 
by they literally have come to me, whether it's months later, usually not, years later, usually years, and they've either called me or FaceTimed me or came to my house and they've apologized. And on the spot, I start to feel selfish because I'm like, oh, I, I get my apologies for how they hurt me. No, man, you're doing fine. You know, you're, you're making a decent living. You know, you're staying healthy. You're not on drugs. You know, you're being good to the community. You're helping the world grow for your existence and your legacy while you're here. And that's mostly what you can do. And, you know, those people, you see oh, like someone takes a, a, a heavy squat off their back. It's just gone. And it's magical because these people who are struggling because they were lonely, because they felt so unloved, they went to drugs. They're getting healed because they're becoming part of the human community again. Addiction to me is like living in a buffer of just not being able to communicate with human beings the way you'd like to and trying to just throw just throw a Band-Aid on pain. I, I have a metaphor. I say it's like, you know, Band-Aids don't fit, fix bullet holes. And that's what that is, dude. If you, if you have an addiction problem and you put Band-Aids on it, like, you know, uh, I'm going to go oh, do this, be healthy one day of the week or three days a week. But on the weekends, you just binge. Dude, I mean, that's not good. Dr. Andrew Huberman and Lex Friedman both discuss the science behind your body's chemistry and how you can fool yourself as long as you want. But if you have a bad relationship with a, with a substance, that's not the substance's fault. It's your fault to find the right help and admit that you have a problem. Because if you don't admit that you have that problem, you'll always be stuck in that little warping hole of I'm not sure what I'm doing and I don't like myself, which that becomes an extremely sad and uh, suicidal place. So I don't want anyone struggling to be quiet about it. I want to be open and honest about it and tell people how they're feeling because it's really important. Um, if you have a problem and you're struggling, uh, and I have friends that are, they, they, disclose, they disclose it with me. Um, just do whatever you got to do, whether it's go to your wife, go to your girlfriend, go to your friend, your mentor, your coach, and tell them you need help and need a plan. Because people who don't have anything to chase, which when I say something to chase, a, a goal, a smart goal, something attainable, something that's reasonable, something that's time-based, something that you, that's you know very scalable, that you care about, that's a smart goal. And when you're in addiction, there is no smart goals. And you know you might have an addiction to things you don't even realize you have a problem with currently. It might be an unhealthy relationship. But if you peel back the layers and really see how you're doing, you might have a side that's cold and an ego in the way that is is stopping you from becoming who you truly want to be. And to me, that is one of the most tragic things ever is to live this life having wondered the whole time. I was speaking with a former um, Gwinnett County police officer today. He's a great friend of mine. He's in his early 60s now. The man is an absolute beast. Um, and shout out to Rich. And he literally looked me in the face today and said it. He's like, man, I don't care if I'm dirt broke or dirt poor. He goes, as long as I can go out in the field and go for a run and go work out and go be healthy and take care of my family, which he, a family, you know, he has cousins, brothers, things like that. Man's never been married, has no wife or kids. And he never has been. Yet, when I see this man, he doesn't struggle for companionship. He has companionship. It's just not the same kind that most textbook relationships are. And the man is just such a happy guy, and he's been helping me through so much since I was a kid. It's been weird. It's like the message of life's been following me. You know, not just him. Um, you know, it's really sad because he's a second guy in three days who is monetarily well off, has good investments, good stock. You know, has a good, a good, you know, retirement. And he's doing fine and just said, I don't care if I'm dirt broke, man. People spend their whole life getting things they can't use, they can't do. The, the combat chassis, Rich calls it. They, you know, they buy boats, they buy dirt bikes and cars, and they can't even healthy enough to use them. And they sit and they tell their friends, oh, man, look at the new, the new boat. 
who cares? Like if you're gonna go out on it and get BUI and, and with your buddies and be gross towards young people, that and young people, that's really weird. I mean, it's a messed up society, but we need more people standing up and then speaking out when these people are being creeps. And I'm serious. Like, I mean, it, it's it's wild how people just let sexism affect them. No, look them right in the face and say, stop that or don't do that. Cause it's not on you for calling them out. It's on them for doing it. But we've lived in a society where you call somebody out, oh, you better be re- reprimanded for, you know, stirring the pot. Dude, a company I used to work for. This is a real story. I walked into a company I used to work for, and I kid you not, the person running the front of the company, I was second in line, looked to me in the face and said, you effing suck. And he got in, face, like, got in my face and pointed like at me. This person knew what he was doing. He was literally trying to bait me into putting him in massive amounts of pain. Um, but here's the thing. I'd be the one in trouble because you know how it goes in hockey, right? Guy, guy who, pun- who punched second is the one in trouble, not the one who punched first, not the one who decided to make a move. Nope. And you tried to bait me. And here's the thing. It didn't happen because I had better poison than that. I was told a long time ago, is making someone bleed worth spending a day in jail for your ego? And the answer is no, it's not. Because guess what I learned about life? Life's karma will indefinitely chase you down and put you in your place. Because life's karma don't care. Also, I want to discuss that Ocean Gate tragedy that happened. Uh, it's really, it's really, really tragic, uh, and it makes me sad because the world's not empathetic anymore. The world's gotten to a tipping point where people I talk to, uh, low, middle, high class, uh, whatever, monetary classes, everyone has the same opinion. Everyone is just being, let's say, I'm gonna say it, they're being crappy about this. They're they're saying like, oh, those people deserved it, you know, that and the other, the two rich, they were taking unnecessary risks. Yeah, I know that, but I think this whole thing should be a bigger message to the world of let's take a step back, let's be more careful, and let's try not to judge as much because that could have been you if you had $20 billion or $10 billion or $5 million. You could have spent 250 k to get into a mini-size, minivan-sized submarine built by people that told them, hey, don't do that. They fired that guy. And literally... The Navy heard the implosion. They heard the explosion. They wanted to hope for the best. They didn't report it that way at first. But from what I've heard, from what I've heard, the Navy heard an explosion down below. And that was definitely the end. Um, I have friends who work in physics and uh, discussed it with them. Uh, they literally solemnly looked at me and were like, I, from everything I've learned in school growing up, that was never going to end well, no matter what, which to me is just morbid. I mean, these people are scientists way smarter than me. And I mean, they saw it. I mean, the craziness that was happening with it. If you're listening, it's just a listening. It's been 27 minutes. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me that you're listening to my podcast right now. Um, it really does because I mean, this thing is a passion project. I'm going to be working on it for the rest of my life. Um, I want to help get the message out there that, you know, it's okay to be kind and, and powerful. And when I say powerful, I don't mean monetarily. I don't mean with your with your with your with your stance or who your your job description. I mean powerful. Like, are you good to people? Can you lift somebody up when they need it? Can you just even in jujitsu? Can you just sit there sometimes and listen to someone talk about how their day was? Because they want to roll with you. I've learned about jujitsu. They'll jump on you. <laughs> no, some people just want counsel. Some people need a tribe. Some people need a safe place in the, the day they can come and just hang out and be themselves. 
that's why jujitsu is so great. Uh, it gets me a little emotional, choked up right now because I'm thinking about in about three, four hours, I'm going to go to Creighton MMA, Paul Creighton's gym, and it's gi night for jujitsu. I'm going to spend 45 minutes with my best friends. I mean, uh, best friends, family, they're family. Uh, I don't have a big family. Most of my family lives in Maryland and God, I love them so much, but they're so far away and they're, they have their own lives and they're busy. Man, when I go to jiu-jitsu, I feel part of a warrior tribe that I wasn't just let into. I had to fight my way into, which is my point with anyone who, who asks about leaving. Why would you leave when you had to fight your way in? Or did you ever fight your way in in the first place? You're going to take beatings here from brown, black belt people who win medals at big tournaments. And they're going to school you. They're going to neon belly you till you can't breathe right the next day. They're going to choke you till you can't swallow cereal the next, right the next day. And that's okay because it's better to me than not knowing. You know, there's this quote um, about the man in the arena. And, you know, um, that means a lot to me. Um, it's, I think I'm going to read it actually. Because it's just such a big quote and it's, it's been a lot to me because I, I've played football my whole life and, um, you know, I mean, not whole life. I played football growing up and it meant a lot because people talk shit. You know, people say things like, oh, you suck. Oh, you guys are terrible. At a school like Buford where you know you didn't suck. You knew you weren't ter- terrible. So I'm going to read it. The man in the arena or the woman in the arena. Not the man. The person in the arena. The human being in the arena. Not the man because man puts sex on it. It can be the woman too. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. Or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds. Who knows? Great enthusiasms, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never knew victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. I'm sorry I get choked up. I know that's probably being too emotional for me, but it's it's mental health men's mental health month along with Pride Month, and and no one's gonna talk about that, I'm pretty sure. But um I read things like that and it reminds me of my roots, Taekwondo, karate, um, Buford football. Uh, you might lose sometimes, but at least you lost fighting with the best going to war with your brothers who all week long, you were getting punched in the face by getting tackled by getting laid out by getting taken down by. And that's what a tribe is. You know, people forget that these sports like football, you know, uh, football was a, is, was a wartime sport that was created to give men something to do to let off steam during war times. I mean, it's, it's modern day gladiators. If you watch ADCC tournament, you understand that. You watch guys get their legs broken, strangled unconscious. You watch people become goats in literally in front of one, one tournament. I watched an athlete. I started jiu-jitsu in 2019. Um, March 2019, I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu at Creighton MMA. Uh, the ADCC 2019 was, there was an athlete and this guy came out in 2019 and took double gold. And he told everyone he would. And the whole world was just talking about this guy, saying he's not going to be good enough. And he used all that as motivation to become, hands down, one of the best nogi grapplers of all time. Uh, he's not as good as Craig Jones, but, you know, I got a lot of respect for him. He was Gary Tonin's first black belt. So, you know, 
between Gary's approval and Craig Jones's approval, you know, this guy's all right. And he is <laughs> undefeated. No, I'm just talking shit. No, seriously, you haven't seen GR recently? Dude, y'all, GR has gained – I said dude, y'all. GR has gained a good 29 pounds in the past, like, three weeks. Um, natty gang for life. Oh, and just so you know, anyone listening, dude, there is no steroid use in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at all. There is zero, zero steroid use in Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. None. I mean, those guys are natty gang. Nothing but a sigh in Jesus. I mean, dude, these natural athletes put some of these physique show guys on the stage with their little poses to shame. No, I'm just kidding, dude. I think bodybuilding is beautiful too. It's artistry at its highest level. I just do that to mess with my, my good friends who might be listening because they're be like, what the fuck? But if you're still listening at this point, whoa, you have listened to me talk now for 32 and a half minutes nonstop. And I really hope it's still intriguing. And I really hope it's still fun to listen to. Because um, I'm having a great time. I'll be honest, I'm sweating a little bit. I'm kind of nervous, but it's super worth it. So, uh, update. I am now opening an online personal training business. I'm about to get my Google Docs set up soon. Um, I'll be taking uh, five clients at a time per quarter during the year to work on uh, Y5 because five is all I have focus for. And that's pretty much it. I don't expect any of my friends or followers to be a client of mine. To be honest, y'all are all pretty fit and healthy in the first place. And it's also, it's hard to work with a friend who, you know, is like me, a major spectacle, a ham, someone trying to be goofy all the time, someone who's just trying to be silly. Uh, I'll talk about jujitsu splits now. So my current training split for jujitsu, I like to train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I train Mondays, gi night, 5.45 p.m., Creighton MMA. I train Tuesday nights, that's 6.45 to 7.45 p.m., that's Creighton MMA. Wednesday night, that is 5.45 p.m., no gi session, that's Creighton MMA. And Thursday, 6.45 to 7.45 p.m., that's the Nogi Session Part 2, Creighton MMA. And if you're listening, I highly recommend taking notes on your jiu-jitsu day by day, um, who your partner is, who you roll with, the technique that was discussed, the move that was discussed, because it really helps tie things together I've come to find. I've been taking some very avid notes in these past couple weeks about after jiu-jitsu class. I get in my car, I straight take a sip of water, and start notating everything that happened. Because if I don't, I'll just drive home, I'll rock out, and my forgetful self will let it all be gone and it'll just be gone. <laughs> and I cannot have that. I have to have memory. Uh, anyone have any feedback for me? That's what I want to talk about next. If you have feedback, Facebook message me, Instagram message me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you think this is productive uh, or not what I'm doing. It, um, my friend last time told me he couldn't hear me till halfway through the podcast. I hadn't even reviewed the, the tape myself really. Um, so I heard what he was talking about and I'm glad now that it's hearable and legible because legible, there's nothing to read cause I haven't figured out subtitles yet, but when I do, man, we'll be balling then dog, just dunking windmill dunking on people. Y'all, I'm, I'm five nine, maybe five eight three quarters on a good day. I've never dunked a basketball in my life, but I love saying it. I wish I could. Oh, also, basketball, the worst sport I ever played. I I didn't play basketball. I stood there in basketball shoes and shorts, hoping for the best. That's what I did. <laughs> I couldn't play basketball. So, 
during podcasting, I'm realizing it's not that easy necessarily to take a sip of water or drink without being mega annoying to the audience. So that's fun. Oh, clients are reaching out to me now. Cool. Got clients asking how I'm doing. It's always nice. All right. So again, we're about 36 minutes into the podcast. We have about nine minutes left for my goal in this podcast. Uh, we got about 160 views last time, guys. My goal is 250 this time. So if you're listening, please do me a favor, share, subscribe, like, tell your friends, annoy them with it. If they don't like it, they can turn it right off. But 30 seconds gives me a view. It gives me growth. It gets my podcast out there and it helps me. Um, I'm going to put donation links at the bottom too of this, of this, of this YouTube, YouTube video. But at the same time, I'm very aware. I probably don't get any donations. It's hard economy right now, but donations help with studio arrangements, new equipment, things like that. Um, you just help us grow. And I'm also going to make a donate, a donations eventually towards the podcast as well for uh, mental health advocacy. But first you just have to grow a little bit more before we can go worry about all that kind of stuff and help infrastructure of this podcast grow. So, um, this has been great. I'm going to discuss a little bit about my exercise routine. I work out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. During those days, Monday is a push day. Uh, so essentially old school, you say chest and tricep day, a little bit of biceps. Tuesday is my heavy leg day. Uh, that's a leg day where we're focusing on glutes, quads, hamstrings, hamstrings, quads, calves, the tibia, the front part of the, of the leg down, but down below we're working on ankle flexibility. Um, so I don't get caught in leg locks as much. Um, and that's Tuesday. We do the sauna four days a week as well. Sometimes five for about 25 minutes at a time. Um, that's good for heat shock proteins, helping my body regrow, helping with muscle attrition. Oh, it's 84 degrees outside. It's hot outside. Glad it's cool in here. Um, and when I go to the gym, I'm very concise. I write out all my workouts on notebook paper on Sundays. So I have a concise plan. I have to go in there every day thinking, what am I doing today? No, no, I have it programmed because I'm a trainer myself. So I know what we're going to be doing. So I can help guide clientele and people who want to be well and have good wellness, how to do so as well. One thing I got to point out is don't be too nitpicky with your diet. Um, eat well. But at the same time, um, ask for, for some professional help and see what a professional dietitian can tell you. Because uh, my dietitian told me basically to eat a pretty much an 80-20 diet split where I'm eating 80% whole foods a lot of the time and about 20% of what I want. And that's just so I find balance. Um, I carry I'm about 155 pounds. I carry about 7% body fat. So I'm pretty lean. But the more towards I get towards 185, I'm going to be a little bit heavier. So keeping that in mind. I'm just really trying to stay healthy. Uh, you see me drinking apple juice. I know it's loaded with sugar. I understand. But the sugar is also carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, which I do need. Um, I'm a thyroid patient who burns off sugar carbohydrates very easily. Uh, I don't want to hear about your ketosis and the fat you eat and how you get keto flu. I'm going to keep doing what I do. It keeps me healthy. It keeps me strong. And we're going to keep going with that. Um, yeah, if you're going on and uh, staying healthy and eating those healthy foods all the time, your life can be healthy. You're going to feel better. You know, you're going to help your brain. You're going to help your mind, you know, with hydration, with vitamin intake. Vitamin intake is so crucial. I take tons of vitamins and I also take thyroid medication. So here's my vitamin split. 
I take Levothyroxin 200 MCGs every morning at 6 a.m. I also take every single morning about two hours later after breakfast, I'll have two turmeric pills for about 1,500 milligrams of turmeric a day. It helps with my inflammation. It also helps my, my thinking in my brain. I have one omega fish oil pill a day. That's a concentrated pill. So it's three pills in one to help with joint recovery, inflammation, brain health. All these things help me think, keep me functioning, keep me going where I need to go towards my goals. Um, and as well, I also take vitamin D and K2 every morning. I take a, a good vitamin D K2 pill as well as go outside and try to get some morning sun or midday sun. Because if you don't, it just makes you depressed. It makes you sad. And a lot of our country is still in that state right now because they are still low in vitamin D and they are not doing things that make them more vibrant and more healthy, such as taking walks, going on strolls with the family, uh, going on hikes, you know, playing basketball in the, in the driveway with your kids. If you have kids, I do not. So I do not play basketball in the driveway, nor do I have to have a basketball hoop because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of the whole neighborhood every day. Um, yeah, there's 12 year olds on the street who would kill me in basketball dunk on me. Anyway, uh, what else do I take? I take probiotics every day, um, nature's own probiotics, and I take digestive enzymes for my meals. Uh, my gut biome health, I wouldn't think is great. Uh, I've had to take a lot of antibiotics, two, two to three courses in the past seven or eight months for um, inf infections in my body, on my skin, which has been hard for weight gain and testosterone levels as well. So we're working on those, but we're on the uptake and we're on the upkeep. So things are going well. And I'd like to say a shout out to Josh for asking a question about when jujitsu is going to be on ESPN because he's the only question I got for this hour for this 45 minute period, but I really do appreciate it. Everything does help. And uh, I also want to shout out my friends who have been supporting me in this. And, you know, I'm going to go down the list. You know, I'd like to say thank you to my friend Brick, my friend Bert, my friend Pat, uh, my, my friend Anya, Brown Belt, Gangster Brown Belt, um, all my friends supporting me. It really means a lot. James means a lot, man. Um, Will and Bill Clark means a lot. You guys are great. And if you're listening, it means you you care about me and you care enough to listen to this. And that's huge for me. Uh, I'm just trying to grow day in, day out. And I was a little spacey there. Uh, I didn't finish my workout routine. On Thursdays, I like to get in and do a pull day or for your bodybuilder, back and biceps day and core day. Uh, Friday is... A light leg, not a light leg day, but a more of a full body day, but basis focused on legs and want to do squats on those days, deadlifts on those days, things keep you just functionally healthy. Also, I am not biased. I am all about using kettlebells, dumbbells, sometimes barbells, if that's what you're into, but barbells can be tough on the posterior chain of the body and they can really mess up your hips and your shoulders if you, you don't use barbells correctly or if you use too much weight too soon or a combination of things. So I'm careful with those, but at the same time, you know, I think if you're getting in the gym, doing whatever you got to do, Pilates, calisthenics, yoga, a combination of which, that's all great. Um, again, I recommend doing hard things such as the sauna and the ice plunge. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you've seen me do ice plunges already. And yeah, there's no joke. Those things are hardcore. Like, and it doesn't go away. It's like getting punched in the face in Muay Thai. You keep getting punched in the face. It doesn't stop hurting any less. You just get better. Like much everything else in life, right? That you try and stick to. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that I'm really thankful this is going on. And for all the feedback I'm getting, I'm really trying to be direct. Uh, I'm really trying to stay focused on this podcast. This is podcast number two. 
Uh, this is out of my out of my studio at my house. I can't wait to have friends over and do it with me. It's gonna be tight. Uh, but for now, it's just me. Uh, I'm trying to make it grow, make it be what it should be. And uh, I just want to share my passion with people. I want people to understand that I'm I'm here to help. Um, if you need someone to talk to, I'm good to talk to. Um, I'm a listener. I'll listen. Uh, people in the past, if I've get ang- angry at them, it's because they're putting something on me that I'm not going to accept, or they're doing something they know could aggravate me, and they're putting me to be cool about it. I'm not one of those people that's just, oh, that's so cool. You try to throw a dagger at me. You try to throw daggers at me um, straight up. I'm going to catch them. going to hold them right back. And it's not personal, but you're going to say it. Oh, no. Again, the second one throws a punch. The third one throws a punch. is going to be the bad guy every time. Make sure you know where you stand. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's Monday, 626. Thank you for listening and hope you have a blessed day. I will see everyone who's training tonight at Crate MMA at 545 to 630 for some gi action. Again, thank you so much and everyone have a nice time.